Hello and welcome to episode 2 of the Tipstars podcast. My name's Matt Houghton and I co-founded Tipstars with Chris Sowerby, who you'll hear from throughout the show. For the uninitiated, Tipstars is a tipster comparison website, the money supermarket of the sports betting world. As I'm sure you know, there are loads of bad tips out there, so we've made it our mission to separate the wheat from the chaff by providing a completely independent proofing service. Our website is www.tipstars.tips and on it you'll find the independently verified track records of over 200 tipping services, plus all manner of comparison tools. The fact is, there are plenty of seriously good tips and services out there, and by using Tipstars you'll find it much easier to finally start making your bet in pay. Our free podcast has been created to provide you with a deeper dive into the Tipstars world, and in this month's episode, Chris is tasked with talking about the importance of betting banks, interviewing the founder of Punt Hub, a company whose roster includes the highly profitable master plan service, and of course providing its regular rundown of the last month's most profitable tipping services. Meanwhile, I have my regular pub interview, which this month features Gus Kennedy, who runs an NFL service called The Billion Dollar Man. This time around, the interview took place in a nice little below-ground-level bar near London Bridge. There's a little bit of background music, but nothing too distracting. Last, and hopefully not least, I'll be talking about the latest goings-on in the sporting world and looking ahead to the best of November's action. Oh, and if you listen right to the end, there's also a competition to enter, so make sure you don't miss out on that. Enjoy the show, and, as ever, if you have any questions or feedback, you can reach me at matt at tipstars.tips. Next up is the tips and tricks section of this month's Tipstars podcast. This is where Chris gives you some pointers on how to make the most of the Tipstars website. Uh, so, Chris, what is it that you're going to talk about this month? Well, Matt, I think the only place we can really start when we're talking about getting the most from following a tipster has got to be betting banks. Uh, it's probably the most important tool in a punter's armory. Um, but from the people I speak to and things I hear, I think it's probably one of the least understood and certainly one of the most widely misapplied. Yeah, I, I feel like with a betting bank, it's almost become a thing where every service tells you to have a betting bank. But I think people using the services, they too easily just sort of skip over that advice and don't really pay attention or they just set aside a small amount of money without actually thinking about it um so what would your advice be in terms of taking it seriously and and why they should take it seriously okay i mean the, the first thing to say is that we we have a betting bank because first and foremost it should take the emotion out of your betting if if you're realistic and set aside an amount you can afford to lose and i, and I know that sounds counterintuitive when you're talking about making a profit but if you set aside money that you can write off at the beginning you won't go chasing it. You won't get to that point where emotions take over. So if every time your tipster gives you a tip that loses, it's going to feel like a dagger to the heart, you're going to give up. You're not going to follow it through. And it's all about long term. So setting aside an amount, and and I really do mean setting aside, not in your head, not on paper, but you put it in a separate bank account, put it into your betting accounts, but put that money somewhere where it's not there for everyday use. Um, and the only other thing I would say on that really is, is be realistic. You know, if you've got 500 pounds to put aside, put 500. If you've got 2000, use 2000, but don't try and use 2000 if 500 is your realistic amount. We can always 
recalculate the bank and we'll talk about that maybe a little bit later but start with what you're comfortable with and what's a realistic amount for you yeah i i think that's really good advice and i think one of the problems when people don't use betting banks is that it can almost make even good services feel like bad services because the natural inclination if you've just been on a good run and made loads of money is just to spend it and then when you inevitably hit the bad run because you don't have a betting bank it feels like the service is losing you lots of money because you've sort of started at scratch all the time um, but having that set aside you can you can properly judge the service so on that on that sort of subject would you suggest specifying certain batting banks depending on the type of tipster it is yeah i think first thing to say there if you're following multiple tipsters have multiple banks don't try and follow it in one bank set aside your individual banks and and use them accordingly most services will will tell you what their recommended bank is for following a service um, and that should be, really reflect you know, the the peaks and troughs of a service if you're following a, a service that's betting around about evens, you know, 11 to 10, that sort of price, your losing runs are going to be short. So the betting bank is likely to be 50 points or or a low amount. If you're following some of the tipsters we've got on Tipstars who are betting at average odds of 14 to 1, 16 to 1, you're going to have long losing runs. They're going to be part and parcel of the service and your betting bank will need to be bigger accordingly. So, yes, it, it does depend on what type of service you're following and you should take the advice of the service. They should have the knowledge of what the peaks and troughs are. And you can do some research yourself as well. Have a look on Tipstars. You know, we've got data now going back almost two years on some of the first services that took up with us. Uh, and you can see those peaks and troughs. You can see what a bad run is going to equate to now. What a tipster tells you is is an advised betting bank. It's their advice. You don't have to take that. You can set aside more. You, know, you can do your own research. And I think that's really important at every step of following a tipster is that you make your own decisions along the way as well. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I know certainly there's a couple of services that, that I follow where I don't necessarily follow every tip from a service and don't necessarily use their bank. And it's not a case of, picking and choosing at random it's if you spot say that one particular element of a service is especially profitable then you might want to set aside a separate bank for that part of the service as long as you sort of are doing it with logic behind it and, and looking at the stats like you say look at look at the track records on tip stars that can often be a way of making even more money so in terms of monitoring the bank as well um, would you suggest sort of recalculating it regularly yeah i mean if we go back to the beginning, you're, you're starting with a bank that you're comfortable with. Now, when we follow a tipster service, the aim is to make a long term profit. So we actually want to start to take some of that profit out. If you'd set aside a six month period or a year's period or however regularly you want to do the recalculation, you can take out your initial bank once you've exceeded that amount. So if you've had a hundred point starting bank or a thousand pound to put it in, in monetary terms, as soon as your profits get to £2,000, I would take out your initial investment. What some people like to do is actually only take out part of that maybe and then recalculate their pounds per point on the new balance. And perhaps if I can just pick up on that pounds per point issue as well, maybe we should have talked about it a bit earlier in the piece. One of the things I often hear is people come at this by saying, I'm going to use £10 a point 
to follow this service. Then they'll multiply their £10 a point by the recommended bank. But that's actually the wrong way around to do it, because if that then comes out, at, if it's a £200 bank and you want to do £10 a point and you haven't got £2,000, it's not going to happen. So actually the way to do it is to actually set your monetary amount first and then divide that by the recommended bank or the bank that you want to apply to that service. So it's, it's definitely what you can afford to lose first and then do the calculation. There's a number of ways people will operate their bank in terms of taking profit out. As I say, you can look to take a set amount out every six months or year as a, an income, if you like, from your initial investment. You can look to take out your initial investment. So you're always playing with the bookmaker's money thereafter. There's lots of different ways of doing it, but actually do it at a specific time. Don't be delving in and out of the bank as you go, because that's where you will suddenly find you haven't got enough in there to cover a losing run. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's that's when you end up leaving it to chance, isn't it? Because inevitably, when you take a big chunk out, that's that's when you're going to suddenly hit that losing run. Yeah. And that's almost like not having the bank there in the first place. That goes right back to what we said at the beginning. You know, only having it there in your mind doesn't work. It needs to be there physically for you to draw on when you need it. Yeah. And as far as that goes, uh, obviously, it's key always to look at the worst case scenario and be realistic with that. Yeah. The worst case scenario is that you hit a a losing run with with a tipster that actually wipes out your bank. That is the worst case scenario. I'm not going to sit here and say it will never happen because we know that however good a tipster is, they will have a bad run and the wheels can come off. You try to minimise that by obviously doing your homework before you join a tipster, looking at their past record, looking at their peaks and troughs and making sure your bank reflects that. But it, it can happen. And if it does, you stop. Once your bank's gone, you stop. You don't chase the losses. You certainly don't chase them while you're still working within your bank by upping your stakes and trying to claw it back or anything. But equally, sometimes you have to, it gets really hard. If you're down to your last 20 points or something, that could be the turning point. And I've seen it time and time again with tipsters where you know, they'll have a bad run. The bank will be wittering away and then it'll all click back into place and they'll turn back onto an upturn. If you panic at that point, that's where you will miss out on the profits that follow. So that's why the bank is so important and it's so important that you can be in a position to write it off if the worst case scenario happens. Yeah, and I think that's a key point in researching the service before you start and fully buying into it. Because, I mean, if if you're fully confident that the service is going to do what it has done in the past, which you should be able to be if, uh, if say, it's been on tip stars for a long time and it has a long consistent track record then you should use the bank that's advised and you know even if you go down lose 50 percent of the bank keep going with it you shouldn't be worried about losing that money because as you've said um that money should be money that you've allocated to sort of lose anyway money you can afford to lose yeah absolutely and that's why i say you know it, it should take the emotion out out of it if you're if you're following a tipster for profit you need to take the emotion out of it just one example that springs to mind straight away with, with tip stars is uh, the Quentin Franks racing service. The first couple of months he was on tip stars were, you know, quite frankly, atrocious in terms of results. And if you'd looked at his past record, you'd have thought it was it was invented. Those two months were actually that poor. 
But he immediately, following those two months, turned it round and followed that with 13 consecutive months of profit. Yeah, a good service doesn't become bad overnight. It can have a poor run and it can eat into the bank. But if it's a good long-term profit generating service, it will turn around and you that you have to stick with it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think this also sort of ties in with uh, selecting a service in the first place that you're comfortable with, because I know it's especially the case, things like that with higher odd services. There's one in particular I know called Golf Insider, but pretty much any golf service they tend to if they're working with odds of say 50 to 1 100 to 1 you're going to get big long losing runs so those are the i'd say the very most important ones to use the betting bank and if you're going to go for it commit to it yeah and and that's a prime example of where the betting bank will be larger because by definition you will have longer losing runs so it's all about matching the service to yourself and then your bank to the service um, yeah, that's all really good advice. And I know as well, uh, you have a guide which you've written, which is offered to Tipstars members. It's called the Blueprint for Success. Um, could you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, I, basically what I've tried to do is, is take my experience from both sides of the fence, if you like, years and years of, of being a punter following Tipsters and, and trying to find the ones that work. And then in more recent times, obviously, doing the reviews for the for the betting rant and more latterly obviously co-founding tipstars i've seen along the way the the pitfalls of following the tips the where people fail in making a profit from that that process so the guide really tries to take people through step by step the stages you should you should go through um, and it starts with finding the right tips there it talks about betting banks and it goes through the whole process it talks about building a portfolio as you get more profitable and as you want to reinvest more. Uh, and really, it, the definition, it is a blueprint. It gives you a step-by-step guide to successfully following a tipster service. The The information is on the on the text um, underneath the, the, the link to this podcast. Um, and at the moment, I've maintained the 50% discount on the price. So it's available to anyone who wants it at the moment for just £9.95. Great. Great. Thanks very much, Chris. Thank you. This month, our featured tipster is Gus Kennedy, who runs the Billion Dollar Man service, uh, which is all about NFL, American football betting. Hi, Gus. Hi, how you doing? You right? Yeah, good. Thank you. So... I guess the best place to start is to tell us a bit about yourself. How did you get into American football and football betting? Sure, I think it was around about nine, ten years ago. Uh, I watched my first NFL game properly, and within a few weeks, I was I was hooked. It's a game which is like Marmite. You either love it or hate it, and I'm one of those that absolutely loves it. Uh, and then over the last nine years, I've followed it religiously. Look at the stats that involved in predicting NFL markets, and then obviously more recently. Um, working as the billion dollar man to provide plenty of winners for everyone involved. Cool. And um, have you got any American roots at all or anything like that? Or did you just come across the sport? Yeah, I've got family in Philadelphia. Uh, and then growing up, they used to talk about the, the NFL. And for me then, football, soccer was uh, obviously the main sport I was into. Uh, and as I said, about 10 years ago, the guys got me really watching American football. And then it was, that was it, I was in. It was just so intriguing, the offence against the defence, 53-man squad, special teams, 
the coaching elements, uh, the trick plays, everything about the game is so fascinating. Uh, and although it does last three hours, it's three hours of uh, enthralling watching. Cool. And I know obviously you've become a, a bit of an expert about it, hence the tipping service. And uh, you've also appeared on a couple of um, American news channels, haven't you? That's right, yeah, I've been on uh, Bloomberg um, a couple of times talking about sport in general and the business of sport uh, and obviously tipping with regards to uh, it was a Floyd Mayweather against Manny Pacquiao fight the business of sport and then also the Ryder Cup a few years ago we're again talking about how globally sports betting is just going to be huge now the US market is obviously going to open yeah obviously we're starting to legalize online sports betting over there uh, which could be a massive thing in the future yeah so more in terms of uh, your service you're running now how does that work what sort of tips do you give out sure so the nfl is uh, 16 weeks and then we go into the playoffs prior to week one i've given and will continue to give um a good batch of anti-post picks including super bowl picks and the american football uh, is split into two divisions the afc and the nfc and within that there's four groups of four in each division um, so therefore I'll also give and have given plenty of tips to who's going to win each division who may finish second third or fourth uh, and also look at a couple of prop plays with regards to um, who's going to throw the most yards from a quarterback uh, and also rushing yards from uh, running backs and then during the season each week uh, we usually predict around four or five points whether it's two points one point or half a point um, whether it's the money line the team to win total points over under total team points over or under are also a player to score any time okay. uh, you mentioned the anti-post tips uh, at the start of the season you put together a guide what were your main Super Bowl selections sure the main Super Bowl selection for, for this year was the New England Patriots and it was a clear tip with regards to locking in a profit because New England Patriots went off 7-1 to one and as I tipped up, I was certain that that would come down to at least three to one, if not less. They're now 14 to five. So everyone that would have backed the New England Patriots at seven to one is sitting on a tidy profit. And as I put in the NFL anti-post tip, you can either let it run, lay some of it off, or lay all of it off. If we look at football, the New England Patriots have been in three out of the last five uh, Super Bowls. And if this was looking at the Premier League, there is no way Manchester City would be five, six, seven to one to win the Premier League. So for me, you've got the best coach in Bill Belichick, you've got the best quarterback in Tom Brady. There's no way the New England Patriots should have been seven to one. And as proven now, they're eight and zero, and they're big favourites to land yet another Super Bowl. And are they still the team that you think's got the best chance of winning? Is there anyone else that's impressed you so far? Yeah, I think the New England Patriots will record home advantage all the way through the playoffs in the AFC. Uh, and in the AFC, I can't see any competition really that are going to go to the New England Patriots and win. So that means they're going to guarantee themselves a, a Super Bowl place. However, in terms of the NFC, we did tip up Philadelphia Eagles, who are having a mixed season. But there's no reason why they can't make the playoffs. And because they've got the experience of going to the Super Bowl and winning, they could still be value in them but the San Francisco 49ers are 8-0 same as the Patriots and they have surprised everyone this year yes we thought they were going to improve 
but Jimmy Broppolo has been absolutely superb at quarterback. Defensively, they've been superb. And obviously with running back, Telvin Coleman, uh, and also Kettle as well, San Francisco 49ers are one team to watch, and they can still be backed at nine or even 10 to one. So that could definitely be worth a play because if they have home advantage all through the playoffs, it's going to be difficult for anyone to head into 49ers territory and winning. Okay, great. As you mentioned earlier, you're obviously a big fan of other sports as well. What are, what are your favourite sports aside from the NFL and what do you like to bet on? Sure, football is um, number one. Everyone loves football and from Premier League uh, to the Championship and even for me, the National League as well. Again, if you do your research, you study the form, there's plenty of value that you can spot yourself and you've just got to be confident and, uh, and go with what the stats are telling you. Uh, even if the odds suggest, well, that's quite high, you could absolutely be right. Uh, in terms of other sports, darts is another sport that I do like to bet on, although it's not every week. Uh, when the big tournaments come on, again, you can see certain trends that happen and then you can make a nice tidy profit out of that. Okay, great. And I know we're now around the halfway point of the season with the NFL. I know you'll be putting together a bit of a special offer for new people who'd like to give the service a try. So yeah, that, that should be a really good thing. Um, is, finally, is there any uh, advice you give people in general? Uh, yeah, sign up for the, if you haven't already, sign up for the, uh, for the latest offer that we have, uh, which gives you all the rest of the regular season and then obviously into the playoffs when Again, the real business end of the NFL, NFL season happens. There's going to be plenty more winners that we're going to pick. Uh, we're doing quite well this year. Now we're seeing lots more trends given that we're eight weeks in. Uh, so that gives us more ammunition to pick more winners for everyone that joins the service. Okay, great. Thanks very much. We've now reached the section of the podcast where I take a look back at the top performing tipsters for the last month. So in true Hollywood style, I'm going to count down the top five performing tipsters for October based on our unique tipstars index. In fifth place, we had Cloak and Dagger. This is a lay service from Sports World Publishing. And fifth place is the highest position occupied by a lay tipster since we started. In fourth place, we had the Master Plan from Punt Hub. And you'll have heard more about them elsewhere in this podcast as they're also our featured tipster for November. In third place, we had Racing Gold from Tipster Street, and this is a service that operates to level stakes at Betfair SP. In second place was Russell Blair. He's a regular towards the top of the table, but as yet hasn't quite managed to secure a top spot. And this month, he found one too good again. And in first place, based on our unique index rating, was Early Odds from Betfan. As the name suggests, tips come out the evening before racing to grab the value and in October that generated 72.9 points profit and a return on investment of 119.5%. There were just 61 selections in the month. Early odds was actually 50 points clear of the second place Russell Blair showing what a fantastic month they had overall. As you may have noticed all the services that occupied the first five positions were horse racing tipsters. So let's take a look at how some of the other categories fared. Top of the Greyhound tipsters this month was RM Greyhounds from Tipsters Empire. The second consecutive month top of the Greyhound tipster league for this relative newcomer. Just behind them we had Greyhound Insider who has secured four months of consecutive profit since joining Tipstars. 
They're averaging around 92 points a month profit, but that is to an average stake of four points. On the football front, it was a newcomer to Tipstars, their first month, Betting Bros, a service operated by two brothers in America, utilizing the corners market. They secured over 200 points profit in October, but that would actually mean following over 1,200 tips in the month, and they come at all hours because they come from all leagues worldwide. I would liken them a bit to iBet in the horse racing category. The headline numbers are fantastic, but would require virtually a full-time following to actually be able to achieve them. Now, regular readers of my reviews and articles will know that whilst the monthly results are interesting, it's the cumulative results that really identify the real stars. So what we're looking for is those with long-term profitability. As we approach the end of 2019, Charlie Mears Racing from Tipster Street cemented his place at the top of the 2019 table after adding another 86 points of profit in October. He now has an average monthly profit in excess of 50 points and that's all to one point each way stakes. There's also a return on investment of just under 64% over the year. In other categories, we have Greyhound Insiders, who were not only the top performing Greyhound tipster for the year to date, but also sit third overall. In the football category, it's the professional who, despite a difficult October, retains his place at the top of the cumulative league. One service I do want to make a special mention of at this stage is USA Racing Club from Betfan. October was the 20th consecutive month of profit for this service since they joined Tipstars way back at the beginning of our journey. They averaged 24 points a month in terms of profit and that's coming at a return on investment of 33% over the long term. Unfortunately, this segment only gives me time to scratch the surface of the Tipster performances in October. There were many other notable performers and I would encourage you to head over to www.tipstars.tips and have a look at the rankings for yourself. The table has been designed to be sorted on a number of different metrics and also by market, so you can take a closer look at the measures and markets of most interest to you. Finally, one more mention for our top performing service in October, Early Odds from Betfan. And just to put it into perspective, although October was an exceptional result, Early Odds have actually had 15 out of 20 months in profit and averaged 16.5 points per month in that time. And that's all to flat one point stakes with an ROI over that period of over 16%. Good luck with your betting in November and I look forward to bringing you news of this month's top performers in the next podcast. Welcome to this month's featured tips to slot here on the Tipstars podcast. October was the sixth consecutive month of profit for the master plan from Punt Hub, which would actually be nine consecutive months if you're still lucky enough to get bog. The month we didn't show as a profit on Tipstars at advised prices was actually a loss of just a quarter of a point. Master plan has now completed a year on Tipstars and is fast approaching 150 points profit in that time, all at advised prices and to flat one point stakes. The return on investment in the last year has been close to 9% and the service has doubled its original recommended starting bank. Unfortunately, Nick, the man behind the service, has proved to be a little microphone shy, but he has provided us with a written interview, which you can read in full on the featured tipster page at www.tipstars.tips. In his place, I'm delighted to be joined today by Ben, the founder of Punt Hub, the platform that manages the master plan amongst other services. Hello and welcome, Ben. Hello, Chris, and your listeners. Now, I've already explained that 
Nick is a little microphone shy, so you've stood in in his place. So without giving too much away, can you tell us how you first had contact with the master plan, anything about his background? I believe Nick approached me sometime around August in 2018. Um, he said that he'd built a few profitable systems and he, he just wanted to get them out to a wider audience, basically. Uh, and he had no idea where to even start. So he stumbled across Punt Hub and emailed us with a with 12 months of results and said, do you, do you fancy taking this on as a free trial? So, yeah, figures stood out as a service of great potential. So we uh, we began a live trial in September and... 14 months later, here we are with the roaring success of the service. Yeah, and the figures I quoted there in the introduction, I think, bear that out nicely. Thinking about the master plan um, and no doubt the other services that you run through Punt Hub as well, obviously there, there will be losing runs, losing weeks, losing months along the way. And that's a reality for any any tipping service. We can't get away from that within the industry. It's It's part and parcel of what happens. How do you deal with customer agitation during those dips in form? Um, you'll be surprised, actually, Chris. Sometimes the uh, you'll find the tipsters fret far more than the customers. I mean, nobody likes losing money, do they? And let alone losing somebody else's money. Imagine how they must feel. And I can tell you that, obviously, tipsters do have feelings. I seem to recall one situation where, regarding the master plan, actually, he'd had a losing month or maybe two losing months in a row. And his confidence just sort of fell through the floor because he didn't like the idea of losing people money. Um, but I just had to have a conversation with him and reassure him that, look, this system's got more than 12 months worth of history. It's, it's bound to have a losing run at some point, but you just have to have confidence and faith in, in the system and the service. I was very confident and Tom was very confident that the service would turn itself around and be profitable. I guess Nick just needed a reminder. And also, I suppose that that's part and parcel of, of managing the services is being that person who who's a sounding board, if you like, for them when things go wrong. Do you have much contact with the tipsters between receiving the tips each day? Um, some tipsters like to talk more than others, but Nick in particular, he's quite a um, he's quite a quiet bloke. Um, we talk every couple of days. There's no need to keep in touch every single day. Uh, you know, he's got a full time job and we're busy running the business so so the contact really is is what you need it's it's not overdone uh, but as and when you need to speak to him you're there at the end of the phone for him as well yeah there's no need to leave it live in each other's pockets is there not at all okay you can hear the full interview with ben via the link on the featured tipster page at www.tipsters.tips and you can find out more about punt hub at www.punthub.co.uk Remember, later in the podcast, you'll have the chance to win free three months membership to the master plan. So keep listening. Thank you very much for your time today, Ben, and good luck to Punt Hub and all your services over the coming weeks. Thank you very much, Chris. So it's that time again when I close out our podcast with a look at the recent and upcoming sport in action. Last month, I poked some fun at the job Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer was doing with Manchester United. It's a sign of the times that not a single United supporter got in touch to complain about that. Since then, the Red Devils staged a remarkable recovery by actually winning a game of football. Unfortunately for them, that game was against Norwich, who it turns out they're not allowed to play every week. United then went on to promptly lose their next league match when taking on the relative might of Bournemouth. Manchester United have now suffered their worst start to a season since 1987, 
a tenth in the table and, perhaps most alarmingly, are just two points ahead of 17th. I would compare that two points to the gap to league leaders Liverpool, but it's so big I'd need to get a calculator out. But you know what the really crazy thing is about all of this? Solskjaer can still be backed at a whopping 12-1 to to be the next Premier League manager to leave. That says an awful lot about the state of most Premier League clubs at the moment. There may be a little bit of value in that price, but then it would depend on Ed Woodward making a mildly competent decision, so perhaps not. Of more interest is potentially Manuel Pellegrini at 14-1, with West Ham picking up just two points from her last five matches, and the Hammers hierarchy being considerably less likely to differ. Although with, deep breath, Hassan Hurtle, Silva, Emery, Solskjaer, Pellegrino, Pochettino and Kike Sanchez-Flores all looking to be in trouble, your guess is as good as mine. Elsewhere in the world of the Premier League, Liverpool and Manchester City keep winning, Jamie Vardy keeps scoring and VAR keeps ruining games of football. So business as usual really. Away from football, the national hunt season proper got underway and, while it's probably too early to make any major calls, November will certainly throw up plenty of Cheltenham clues. I'll try and share a few fancies with you for the festival next month. Another area of betting that's really going to get interesting in the next month or two is politics betting, and it's an area that interests me greatly. I actually wrote an article about it which contained a general election tip as part of the most recent Tipstars newsletter. If you'd like a copy of that then just email me at matt.tipstars.tips and while I'm at it, if you know of any good politics tipsters out there, do feel free to send me an email about that also. Suffice to say, politics betting is just as much a value game as football or racing, and my best advice would be to actively oppose the polls and mainstream media opinion. After all, they were spectacularly wrong about Brexit, and Trump, and indeed the most recent general election. And yet despite that, they continue to be the main driver behind the bookmakers' prices. That's just about all from us this month, but we'll end the podcast with that competition I mentioned right at the beginning of the show. The prize this month is a three-month subscription to the Masterplan service, which given that it's made 80 points profit in the most recent three months, sounds like a damn good prize to me. In order to enter the competition, simply email matt at tipstars.tips with the subject line competition. It's as simple as that, and I'll pick a winner at random by close of play on Friday 15th of November. Thank you once again for listening to the Tipstars podcast, and be sure to join us again next month where we'll have more interviews, more free tips, more advice and, well, more of everything really. Until next time, goodbye and good luck with your betting. (laughs) 